0: set sail. What's for man? Romain? What a try by the Broncos. Nice winner. What's
1: with Kolo? Kolo comes down. He's got a hat-trick. Welcome back to the Brisbane Broncos podcast. Uh Sam Thayday here today. Producer Shad, uh, he's left me high and dry. I am... uh I'm Jason Derulo today. I'm flying solo. I'm flying solo. I'm flying solo, solo. So I'm I'm literally sitting in a room by myself, uh, entertaining myself. So, yeah, like nothing's changed. It's a bit different. Um, But got to touch on the weekend's game just briefly. And that'll do. There we go. I've touched on the game. Um, No, better not. Um, We've put ourselves in a bit of a predicament now. We're chasing our tails. And huge news uh, for the Brisbane Broncos as well, which will bolster our team for this week, is Paddy Carrigan. The glue, as I like to call him, in the middle of the field. Or the hair gel. Because have you seen his hair? It's pretty slick at the moment. He's got the half up, half down going. Oh, it's just a beautiful man. Anyway, he's back for the Brisbane Broncos, which is great. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what he can bring to the team and he will definitely help out massively. So quick breakdown of what needs to happen this week from the Brisbane Broncos. First and foremost, need a win. Tick that box, all right? And then we need to win by like 44 points or more, uh, which will help our for and against. Uh, and then Sunday afternoon sit around and uh, if you've got a voodoo doll um, maybe actually probably shouldn't say that but anyway just cheer the West Tigers on we need them to beat the Raiders that'll help us out massively and then hopefully we can sneak into that eight and uh, we have to do a job on the Dragons uh, this Saturday uh, and I hope that on Sunday afternoon, uh, the West Tigers can do us a favour. They didn't do us a favour a few weeks ago when they came up to Suncorp Stadium and beat us, but hopefully they can do us a favour. It's their last uh, home game at Leichhardt Oval. A few of their players leaving, so hopefully I'm I'm going to be a, a Tigers fan. It's hard for me to say that out loud, but uh, go the West Tigers. Can't uh, wait for you to beat Canberra Raiders on Sunday Um, Also, uh, NRLW news as well. Uh, Our girls uh, went down to the Roosters at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, A bit heartbreaking, uh, a bit of a slower start to the year for our girls. Not uh, what we've seen in the past from them. Uh, So two losses so far, Newcastle beating us in uh, round one, the Roosters beating us round two, Um, but fantastic opportunity for our girls as well to have a standalone game at Suncorp Stadium. Um, And to all those people who showed up and watched them, uh, thank you very much. Um, Our girls work really hard at their craft and what they do. Uh, They're a fantastic team and I know they'll get back on board soon uh someone uh, i've been uh, wanting to get on this podcast for a little while since he uh he came to our club as a train and trial uh Deloise hoiter really really funny story in this one as well uh talks about when he was a young kid he was born in a car essentially on the way to the hospital and his daughter same thing born in the car what a quinkid quinkadink, what a quinkadink that was um absolutely amazing and uh, also, representing uh, his his homeland or his place of birth in Tonga, uh, producer Shad as well, born in Tonga. Oh, you should have seen them off air. They were talking like they were absolute brothers. They came from the same village or something like that. I had no idea what they were saying, speaking in Tongan. So, uh, anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed this chat as much as I did. Del, welcome to the uh, podcast, brother.
2: No, thanks for having me. I've listened to a few and. Bit nervous, but first time through it, yes. First time, first, on any ever podcast. Podcast. Yeah, first ever podcast. I was talking to maybe David Mead about possibly going in on his because I listened to his as
1: well. But yeah, first one, we have to let the fans know a little bit about yourself. Um, your career started off uh, at the West Tigers, yep. but uh, even way back before then, uh, born in Tonga,
2: yes. I was born in Tonga, yeah. Whereabouts
1: in Tonga because Patricia Shad grew up in Tonga.
2: Yeah, I was born there. I was born with Vavau. Oh, Vavau! Yeah, nice. I was born in Tongatapu in a car. In a car. In a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the way to the hospital. The same way you that you were in my... a hurry, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I did not wanna. I didn't wanna stay there. And, and funny thing is, my youngest daughter was um, born in Townsville in our car. Oh, um, damn! And I and I, and <laughs> I was the family. Yeah, and I was telling my partner, "I was like, do not stop, like, do not wait, <laughs> just wait until we get yeah. to the hospital." Yeah. And then I went and um. I ran to the, um, you know, I had to buzz it because it was like three o'clock in the morning. So um, there was no no one there. And then security was just walking down. um, And then my partner was smashing the windscreen. Get back here. And I run and I just, I'm holding my hand out. And then, you know, next minute my daughter's coming out of, you know, and she's right there slept in a white shirt and i was just holding my daughter my oldest daughter's in the back of the car crying yeah um so it was just this hectic thing but yeah i was born in tongatapu um and lived uh, in nuklaofa for uh seven seven years before i moved over oh, to wow. new zealand yeah so i was pretty fresh when i moved over to new zealand yeah my dad said i couldn't speak any english uh or tongan and now it's you know pretty pretty much the opposite yeah <laughs> barely any tongan i can understand but um yeah I'm um, so sort of sort of more more on my English side now.
1: Yeah. Um played a few narrow games now. Uh World Cup at the end of the year. Yeah. You going to throw your hat in the ring for Tonga if they need you?
2: Well, oh, definitely you, you've been like been talking
1: to Wolfie. you want his number I've his phone number you want to call him. <laughs> yeah,
2: mate, anything anything you can do. Um uh, no, like I, I wrote um so I got my trainer trial – um, towards the end of last season at Wunnum, and yeah. uh, when I found out, I made three goals, um, and one of them was to um, play play for Tonga. So yeah. um, you know, I did it back then. And when I made Tonga for the first time in 2015 uh, in the World Cup qualifier, my like the how proud my mum and dad were because they're both Tongan yeah. um, was just amazing. You know, I had family cousins always want, uh, all wanted to come to Campbelltown and watch And... Um, it was probably uh, football-wise, like my biggest achievement, being yeah. able to represent not just um, myself, but my mum my and dad. So, if I was able to, um, that'd be awesome. Like, I'd I'd love to, and yeah, like I said, that was one of the three goals that I that I wrote down when when I um, found out I had a training trial. So, definitely, if we wants yeah. to give me a call i'll definitely Has wolfie we got
0: through. how's like you probably know more of the answer to this than than i would
1: uh, Sammy, i'll see if i, I see if i still send him a text. his number
2: <laughs>
0: but like because like, obviously tongan operations way smaller compared to australia new zealand and the english side and even png to an extent as well mm. how's the process of getting a call up for tonga kind of work is it all through wolfie or has he got a couple of people that are
2: wandering around or well so when i made the world cup nines team in 2019 it was tangles um he's with the cowboys um but uh yeah it was just it was sort of uh some of the coaching staff just um reached out to me and um you know sort of told me that i was going to be involved which you know was massive but like the thing now is um you know if i miss out that's okay because I, I just want the best team that Tonga has, yeah. Um, because you saw, like, when I was growing up watching guys like Filleti Mateo and Sika Manu playing, you know, uh, Filleti Mateo were playing the halves, you know, but he yeah. was a back rower. But yeah. um, you know, well, as, <laughs> if they're Stags, well, that's yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. To yeah. Play five, eight. But like, <laughs> if we have our best side on the field um, to give us the best opportunity to win, like, that's gonna that's that's crazy that's going to be crazy for you know for tonga and we were like one try away from one strip away from andrew mm. um scoring and being in the finals oh in, that last, in the last world cup so yeah you know if i'm there i'm there if not like if our best team is on the field that's all that matters you know
1: well tonga has shown that they can beat the big dogs um and 100 if the best team is out there uh it's going to be great for tonga and and there's been a lot of talk about some of these Pacific Islanders going back and playing for Tonga, playing for Samoa. Um, and and you just mentioned it just briefly before, how much it means to these guys. And a lot of people won't really understand that. So, you know, some of these guys were born here in Australia, but mm. having those Tongan parents, Samoan parents, yeah. they are so proud. Yeah. And for them to have that opportunity to represent their country where their parents come yeah. from, means even more to them so um what's your thoughts on some of these players that will choose their pacific island nations over maybe playing for australia or maybe playing for new zealand
2: yeah i think uh, i think it's amazing to be able to play you know like even for me i'm not the type of person to be eligible for you know origin but if i was able to play and i was picked i'll definitely take it up you know yeah. but it doesn't mean that it means less to me to play for you know um Queensland and new south wales um compared to my country but yeah. you know it's it's good because um you see with guys you know you see um some of those guys in sydney penrith you know like they grew up in new south wales but yeah. you know th- their island culture is so embedded in their family and parents that you know like some of the some of the things that we only want to we want to do is um, give back to our family. You yeah. know, when we're playing rugby league, so um, to be able to represent not just your state but your country, even if the, even if it's not Australia, yeah. um, is huge. And you, you look at some of the young kids um, coming through now. If they see guys like Jerome Luai, Payne Haas, all those guys that played New South Wales but also want to play for Samoa, yeah. That's going to make so many other kids go, oh, you know, I was born in Australia, but I really want to play for Samoa or Tonga or, you know, Papua New Guinea has come a long way, Fiji. So I think it's probably the best thing for the game. Yeah.
0: It's, I kind of liken it to, for like something for people to kind of use as a good example is like when Queensland State of Origin started, where it was... You know, the residency side would come up and mm. would play the Queensland residency side and we had Wally Lewis talk about this on the podcast a few months ago yeah. where, you know, New South Wales residency would come up and flog us but Artie Beatson was playing for them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was constantly like, hey, give us our best players mm. and we'll beat you any day of the week. Yeah. And I think it's the same in the international game. I think a lot of these island nations were sitting there going, you yeah, know, we're playing New Zealand and Tom is running up our middle yeah. of the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Give us our best players back yeah. and yeah. we'll give you a run for your money. And I think Tonga was just the first team that... Really on the back of, I think, Tom Alolo and those larger marquee player names going, well, we're going to actually play for, you know, play for our island nation. And, and I think it's only going to make things better. We yeah. want to see a competitive World
2: Cup. No, for yeah. sure. <laughs> like, and like, imagine, imagine an, uh, an Italian seeing Tedesco play yeah. for uh, t- Italy, you know, because I remember watching he actually played one World Cup for them. Yeah. Mm. Minicello, and, yeah, Minicello. and they and they, yeah. and they killed it, and then yeah. you know now he's playing for Australia because you know that's just where his heart lies. But you know, like imagine the best fullback playing for Italy, and you're you know an right. Italian coming up the ranks, and you're like, oh my gosh, imagine you know, Tedesco, yeah. Lebanon, yes, yeah, yeah. Some yeah of with the guys Min- that yeah.
0: get to play for Lebanon, yeah, and yes. I think,
2: yeah, I think actually Mitch played, Mitch Moses, for Lebanon uh, and, and Robbie, Dewey. Yeah. Yeah, Dewey. Robbie, yeah, Robbie, I remember yeah, Robbie them did. playing, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a great side. So, yeah yeah so I think it's awesome and like for me I would love to play for Queensland because my partner she loves like she's a Queenslander she played touch for Queensland and um, you know like to be able to represent um my daughters as well you know because my daughters um oh not both of them ones from new south wales but um you know that's
0: that's an interesting no 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 she's like no i'm a queenslander
2: she said to my partner yeah she's like no i'm a queenslander (laughs) so (laughs) yeah and like even you know played residence and like kevy actually presented my jersey and just the passion that he had in it it's like man like you know
1: like i would love to play for this team you know a lot of kids listen to this podcast um what message would you have for those kids? Because you had, you had a little bit of success early. Um, you played NYC at the West Tigers, yeah, yeah, um, and then got into first grade down there. Um, but then there was a, a big break in the middle of your career yeah. where you were kind of, you know, chasing that that next crack. Mm. Um, played for Blackhawks? Yeah, Yeah, played for Black Hawks in 2016, yep. and then I
2: went to North to. I was actually at the end of Blackhawks, at 2016, I was with Wolfie, Wolfie then. Yeah. Um, I was actually gonna I was gonna give it up um, because my we didn't really have much family support because we had our second daughter. Yeah, um, so um, I was actually gonna give it up, move back here and just work. But then um, one of my one of my friends from Norse uh, messaged me and said, oh, "I'll just come down. Um, you know, they might be able to help you out with the trade or something." And I, I football wasn't the main part of my focus yeah. you know at the end of 20, uh, 2016 it was I just wanted to get a good job and be happy um and then yeah that little break I had um I sort of you know found found myself in a position where I I didn't have rugby league and thought that that that's all I was you know you know my my dad and my partner always say um you know rugby league is what you do it's not who you are 100%. and and mm. I got caught up in if I'm not making the team you know I'm not good enough you know where now flipping it over to now um, compared to when I was 21 at the Tigers like I know my ability I know what I'm good at um, I know that um, you know if I'm not on the field I can help out in a different way you know with boys off field and um, not making selection being the reason that makes me think that I'm good enough so um it, it took me a long time um but with the support of my partner she really helped me um take that doubt away from myself and um be mentally prepared for all the little things that come with not being selected or traveling you know and all this COVID stuff you know I've been away from my I think there's one week that we I was pretty much away for you know two weeks from my family after the Titans game um so yeah, I think I'm just mentally more prepared, but that came from, you know, like getting a real job. Um, started chasing what I wanted to do, um, mentoring youth like um at the old school that I was working at. Yep. Um I, I helped a lot of uh Polynesian and indigenous kids and um, you know, that became my focus and then football just started working its you know, doing its own thing and helped me out and then that's what led to the training trial. So um, I really focused on other things apart from footy, but I yep. still trained hard and try to get myself in the best position to, you know, get something. So,
1: well, I asked you for words of advice for the young kids out there listening, but they're also great words of advice for the players that are actually here in this, <laughs> in this building at the moment <laughs> mm, because yeah. there are there are a few young guys here that uh, would ride, ride those highs and lows of not being selected, yeah, you know, being bumped back to, um, you know, playing in that Queensland Cup. Uh, system uh, and I think um, your your attitude and the, and the way that you um, take on your rugby league is absolutely brilliant mate.
2: You know footy anything could have happened with footy and anything could happen um, off field so I, I try to put myself in the best position and when I signed top 30 and Simon told me I pretty much cried and called my partner straight away and was crying and you know she just knows how hard I've worked to get to this position yeah. so um yeah, all, all the emotions just came at once. But you know, I sort of knew that that was sort of just the start of my yep. journey, and then just try to keep going with the rest of my goals, and I'm almost there. Seven so,
1: years of of hard work and mm-hmm. and toiling. Um, talk through your debut. You finally get your chance, opportunity to put that Broncos jersey on. What was that like for you?
2: Um, I told everyone, apart from my parents and partner, that I wasn't gonna that that I'm like not talking to them. Yeah. Like I really did, I didn't want to take, I didn't want to let the occasion get the best of me, because I, I remember when I played t- Tigers, you know, I was going, I went up against Jimmy the Jet when he was at tight end, you know, just running full length, you know, yeah. uh, runaway tries and playing against Michael Jennings, and you know, I was sort of get going into the game, sort of beating myself before the game was played, yep, and I knew that that was the old me, and I can't, I can't let that happen, and to find out that I was playing against Penrith um during captain's run um i just told everyone like oh i'm, I'm not going to reply to anyone am gonna let my dad know let my mom know yeah um and let my partner know and you know i didn't want the emotions to get the best of me so i just prepared the same you know i try to do that even when i'm 18th man or in the 22 try and prepare the same um and not let it change no matter where i am or what, where I am in the in the 18 or wherever um, and it didn't really hit me until um, after the game you know I didn't realize that um a lot of the players actually knew my story and a lot of them congratulated me said um, you know it's good to see you back and uh, back playing NRL uh, you know after some time and then that's when it really started like to hit me and then I saw my Partner and I was like, oh, just started crying, <laughs> just let it all out. My Hot two mess. kids, yeah, my two kids were there and I was like, oh no. And then we did our interview and it was funny, um, you know, some of the uh, teachers at um, my my kids' school, you know, love the Broncos and follow them. And then uh, they went to school you know uh next few days and they were like um, oh we saw you we saw you on Instagram she's my daughter's like what's Instagram she's like oh well you're Instagram famous now yeah. she comes home and goes dad I'm Instagram famous <laughs> and I'm like how do you know this
1: yeah. now you've uh, you've filled in uh, this year uh, wing center hmm. um, what do you prefer <laughs> what
2: position so I actually made my debut on the on the wing because Pat Richards lifted GI yeah. <laughs> and, and got a one week suspension so I was on the wing but ever since then I I played right centre like Richards, the whole the boot. I oh, know how he could kick oh well Holy he hell. Teddy the only person that would catch his kicks was Teddy at yeah. uh, training um and Teddy's one of the best under the high bulls now you yeah. know but um yeah so I debuted on the left wing but um like my preferred position right centre yeah. like I'm, I'm just naturally. Been, been playing there for the last you know since 2015
1: but yeah. um you know i always tell kevy if i'm in the 17 Wherever. i'm in the 17 um it's uh it's it's amazing hearing your story mate i'm glad that um we got to share it on the podcast for our our members and fans out there um look forward to seeing what happens towards the end of the season and and hopefully more often than not mate you're in that 17 no thank you thanks i appreciate you guys having me it means a lot and
2: Hopefully that we go deep into the finals this year. Yeah, and hopefully we see you playing for
1: Tonga at the end of the year too. Uh, Oh, hopefully. Give
2: Wolfie a call. (laughs)
1: Obviously, I'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening because we will be in the finals next week, okay? I'm just putting it out there. Um, It's the power of positive thinking. Broncos to win by um, 88 to nil against the Dragons. I like that, 88, because it takes us back to the beginning of the Brisbane Broncos. You started at 88, and we beat the Dragons in that first grand final in 92. So maybe we beat them 92 nil. I'm just... Put numbers out there. Anyway, we need to win Uh, Sunday afternoon. All you Broncos fans, get out there and cheer on the West Tigers uh, because we need them to win as well. I know it seems weird, but just do it. Um, Thank you very much. I will uh, see you again next week. Hopefully, Producer Shad is back because it's lonely in here by myself. Come on, West Tigers. West Tigers. It's the eye of the tiger. It's something I don't beat the radio.